This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the no excuses everyday audio version of the world's number one real estate blog. I'm Tyler, and each day I read you short, digestible articles from biggerpockets.com. You can scroll through the catalog and see which titles catch your eye, or just make this a part of your daily ritual. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Real estate versus stocks. What 145 years of returns tells us. By G. Brian Davis. Let's get one thing straight. Everyone should hold both stocks and real estate in their portfolios. Diversification is the ultimate hedge against risk. But that doesn't mean we can't pit stocks and real estate against each other in a classic Mortal Kombat-style matchup. Which earns the best return on investment, real estate or stocks? And while we're asking this grandiose question, which investment is safer? Hmm. The latest data. There's a sweeping study done by several U.S. and German universities and the German Central Bank that analyzed data from 16 countries over a 145-year period. It's a fascinating study, and we'll get to it in just a moment. But it comes with a downside. It only includes data through 2015. Ugh, come on, guys. So, before we dive into the best data, let's take a look at more recent but less comprehensive data. First up, stock market performance. Fortunately, it's pretty easy to find clear stock market data. Over the 45 years from January 1978 through December 2022, S&P 500 averaged an impressive 11.53% return. Woo! That includes both dividend income and price gains. But less impressive is the volatility in the stock market. If you don't believe me, Yahoo Finance has a little graph you can look at, and it's pretty staggering. More on volatility later, though, but it marks one of the primary risk factors in any investment. For reference, Treasury bills returned an average of 4.3% during that time period. Commercial real estate performance. The National Council of Real Estate Investment Fiduciaries, NCREIF, for not so short, compiles the best data on real estate investments in the U.S. going back to 1977. Their data includes over 35,000 privately owned commercial properties, from office buildings to apartment complexes to industrial and beyond, plus over 150 open and closed-end funds owning real estate. Over that same 45-year period from January 1978 through December 2022, the NCREIF, Property Index, NPI, that is actually short, has averaged an annual return of 9.03%. Not bad. For additional context, the NAREIT All Equity Index of publicly traded U.S. REITs averaged 11.58% in that time. As with the S&P 500 return that we just talked about, those index returns include both income and appreciation. So how does residential real estate measure up, you might ask? Residential real estate performance. Let's get right into it. The data is a little bit less clear, though, for residential real estate. There is a report from Real Estate Witch. Ooh, hopefully not the Wicked Witch of the West, uh, you know. Hopefully she's from the East. Found that home prices have increased 7.6 times faster than income in, since 1965, showcasing just how well residential properties have performed in recent decades. But 
residential real estate returns include rental income, not just price growth. Unfortunately, there are precious few reliable resources that include both income and appreciation. Fractional Rental Investing Platform arrived did a 20-year study in late 2021 that found that residential U.S. real estate returned an average of 11.7%. Sort of. (laughs) That included financing when running those numbers, which distorted the total return to look a little bit higher. Removing leverage altogether, that number drops to 9.5%. Still not bad. Sources citing Standard & Poor's claim that residential real estate averages a return of 10.6% over time. Yeah, but I couldn't find the original data to verify that, or even determine what time frame that figure refers to. So you can see why the 145-year study is actually so valuable, given how unreliable other data on residential real estate returns is. As a final thought on this, compare the stability in home prices to the volatility of stock markets And when you look at the graph, it's a little easier to stomach. Okay, now let's dive into the 145-year study. A team of economists from the University of California, Davis, and the University of Bonn, and the German Central Bank set out to answer these questions by analyzing a stunning amount of data collected over a 145-year period of time. I do not envy them and all the work they had to do. The lead authors of this study, there are five names here I can only pronounce one with confidence, Alan M. Taylor and others, reported the findings of their massive study in a paper entitled The Rate of Return on Everything, 1870 to 2015. What a title! In it, researchers looked at 16 advanced economies over the past 145 years to find what offers the best return on investment. They compared returns on several asset classes, including equities, residential real estate, short-term treasury bills, and longer-term treasury bonds. To better compare apples to apples with each asset type, they adjusted for inflation and included all returns, not just appreciation. Dividend income was included for equities and rental income was included for residential real estate. Their findings, in short, residential real estate was the better investment averaging over 7% per annum. Equities weren't far behind at just under 7%. Then came bonds and bills with a far lower rate of return, as you can imagine. That's surprising to nobody. So let's take a look at it real quick. Housing. 16 now wealthy economies from 1870 to 2015, 7.05%. Equities, 6.89%. Bonds, 2.5%. Woohoo! And treasury bills lagging behind everybody, 0.98. Real estate versus stocks, average ROI. Let's dig in here. Rental income proved an important factor. Roughly half of the returns on real estate investments came from rental income, while the other half came from appreciation. Stock investments and investment property each performed differently in various countries. Of course. So we have a comparison, a big chart that you can dive in a little deeper on the numbers. I'm not going to do it in a podcast. That would be amazingly boring and hard to follow. But we have housing versus equity returns all laid out with the different countries at biggerpockets.com. Just type in the title of this podcast right into the search bar and you'll find it. Keep in mind, though, that these are long-term return averages over the course of many decades. 
So in real time, these returns, of course, bounced up, down, sideways, and all over in circles. But here's a curious little chestnut for you. From 1980 to 2015, the stock market, on average, performed significantly better than real estate investments. Across the 16 countries studied, stock investments earned an average annual return of 10.7%, decisively beating the real estate market's still solid 6.4%. Should we all sell our rentals and move our money into a Vanguard account? (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) But the reasons are multiple and a bit nuanced. First, a few outlier countries threw off the average return on investment from the time period between 80 and 2015. Japan saw its real estate markets completely collapse as its population aged. And in Germany, residential real estate has been stuck in the slow lane for decades. Meanwhile, stock investments in Scandinavia have exploded. But the most interesting case for real estate investing lies in its risk-reward ratio. And we will continue this tomorrow. I just gave you a cliffhanger, didn't I? I'm sorry. But please tune in tomorrow as part two of Real Estate versus Stocks, or shall I say, round two. Going back to the Mortal Kombat reference, remember? Okay, that's tomorrow. All right, thanks for making this show a part of your hump day. You know what else happens every Wednesday? Bigger Pockets webinars. They're live and free. You can register at biggerpockets.com slash webinar. Plus, if you're a pro member, you get unlimited webinar replays. What are your plans tomorrow? Hopefully, they include another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. See you then.